Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This week's episode, Are These Foods Healthy? I'm going to address five foods are not as healthy as people may think they are. There are so many foods on the market, and people are really wanting to make healthier choices in a lot of cases. And with a lot of the labeling or marketing people are often confused or misled into thinking that some food options are healthier options compared to their counterparts. So in today's episode, I'm going to call out five of these foods, and these are categories of foods that people are often surprised when I tell them they're not healthier options. Now, I do want to address that sometimes people do want to choose some of these foods, not for their health benefits or perceived health benefits, but just because they like them. So I do acknowledge that. The first food I'm going to mention or call out is almond milk and most plant-based milks, so much so that I covered it back in episode six of the podcast, as well as in an article on my website. Now, people do have various reasons for not choosing cow's milk due to dairy allergies, wanting a more plant-based vegetarian type diet, lactose intolerance, and I know why people choose not to have cow's milk in a lot of cases, but do want to ensure that they're getting the nutrients that cow's milk provides, or at least mimic 
the nutrients that cow's milk provides. Today, oh my gosh, going back to the milk aisle is, or the dairy aisle, it seems like there's dozens of dairy alternatives to choose from. As I mentioned already, almond milk, but there's cashew milk, coconut milk, oat milk, hemp milk, and milk made from pea protein, and of course, the original alternative, soy milk. However, if you do a side-by-side comparison of the nutrition facts and look at the ingredients list, it becomes clear that the nutrition content isn't equal. Specifically, looking at the protein content, a lot of times people will look at calcium because that's all they think milk is good for. But in fact, milk is and dairy products are one of the best sources of protein in our diet. The protein content is virtually none, less than one gram in a lot of these dairy alternatives. Cow's milk, soy milk, and milk made from protein have similar protein profiles to each other. And the the protein found in most plant foods is not considered a complete protein. However, soy milk and pea protein are considered one of these. So also want to mention the fat content will vary quite a bit depending on what type, yes, what type you choose. So for example, 2% milk will have less fat than whole milk, but have more fat than fat-free milk. Also want to take a look at the types that you're looking at when you're looking at almond milk or cashew milk or oat milk, that a lot of these have added sugars, have added thickeners, a lot of things added to them for the mouthfeel or texture we have. So look at the side-by-side comparison and see how there's virtually no protein in some of these milk alternatives. A lot of them do have added sugars that can add up and most people are wanting to reduce or needing to reduce their added sugars. Now I won't go into all the details here since I did cover this in a previous podcast as well as an article, and I will link that into the show notes, looking at the nutrition profile of most of these dairy alternatives and as well as cow's milk. Now, if you choose one of these alternatives, as I've said, that's fine. For example, I love chocolate almond milk as the base for my smoothie, but don't be fooled into thinking it's a nutritional equivalent to dairy or soy milk. And the ingredients list can be extensive on these dairy alternatives. Number two, reduced fat peanut butter. This one makes me nuts, no pun intended. And I have written a blog post about peanut butter being the perfect food, in my opinion. But people are often misled into thinking that reduced fat peanut butter is a better choice or a healthier choice for them. Regular peanut butter has 16 grams of fat in two tablespoons, which two tablespoons is considered one serving. Reduced fat peanut butter has 12 grams of fat per serving, so a difference of four grams. But like with many reduced fat options when it comes to food, the calories can be similar. Added sugar goes up. Sodium goes up. This trifecta of flavors, fat, sugar, and salt, is what makes our world go round. So when one is reduced, often the other two will be increased so we can have that same flavor. In reduced fat peanut butter, 
the calories are the same as, quote, regular peanut butter because of the added sugars. And the sugar is higher in the reduced fat peanut butter compared to regular peanut butter. And with the link in my post that I have for the, uh, the tribute I do to peanut butter, reduced fat peanut butter has 15 grams of carbs and 4 grams of sugar, three that's added, while regular peanut butter has 8 grams of carbs, 3 grams of sugar, 2 grams as added sugar. So regular peanut butter, even with added sugars, is still lower than the reduced fat peanut butter. There's also 190 grams of sodium in the reduced fat peanut butter compared to 140 milligrams in the regular version. Not healthier, just different. Number three, veggie straws or veggie chips. This one is so clever. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, if you go down the chip aisle, you can find this package is green, with green and white, because the color green tends to imply healthier food options. And on the front of this package, it has a picture of tomato and spinach in front of a little potato. The veggie straws or veggie chips tend to be multicolored. The veggie straws are tricolored with yellow, orange, and green, and makes it seem like they're healthier than chips, right? No. First, if you want to pay attention to this. Potatoes are a vegetable. So potato chips would be vegetable chips when you think about it. But when I review the ingredients for the veggie straws, the first ingredient is potato starch. The second ingredient, potato flour. Then oil. Then when you get to the fourth ingredient, you have spinach powder. And the fifth ingredient is tomato paste. And they also add turmeric and beetroot powder later in the list, and it's stated for color. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of these ingredients. That's not what I'm saying. But the spinach and tomato shown on the front of the package, well, is accurate because it is in there. It is there for the coloring. It is not because these chips are technically spinach chips or tomato chips. Now, I took a look at the Lay's potato chips because, of course, that's most popular. People know the yellow bag, and that's the only reason I chose it. Lay's potato chips has three ingredients, potatoes, oil, and salt. Now, the Lay's potato chips has 160 calories per one-ounce serving, has 10 grams of fat, and 170 milligrams of sodium, and 15 grams of carbohydrates. The veggie straws have 130 calories per serving, so it is about 30 calories less per serving. has 7 grams of fat, so 3 grams less fat per serving. However, it has 220 milligrams of sodium, which is 50 grams, sorry, it's milligrams of sodium. So 220 milligrams of sodium, which is 50 milligrams higher than the Lay's chips and 17 grams of carbohydrates, which is a little bit higher than the Lay's potato chips. So what I want to point out is both of these foods are snack chips. They're still mostly potatoes. Don't think one is a healthier option. Keep it in moderation. Number four, 
Nutella. Now, for some of you, you know this one is not a healthy food option, but I had somebody in the past month ask me about this, thinking this was in the same category as peanut butter and nut butters and was considered a protein food. Now, Nutella, I tell people, if you enjoy Nutella, think of it as a condiment like honey, jam, or jelly. Those things that we use that give flavor, but it's not really anywhere in a food group. But why do people think it's healthy? Well, quoting their website, Nutella's website, with just seven selected ingredients, it sounds exceptional. However, think of these ingredients, or let me share these ingredients. In order, number one, sugar. Number two, palm oil. Number three is where the hazelnuts come in. And then skim milk powder, reduced fat cocoa, lecithins, and vanillin. 80 calories per one tablespoon serving and almost five grams of fat. The carbohydrates are nearly all added sugars, considering the first ingredient is indeed sugar. And the protein less than one gram per serving. Again, I know most people are aware this is not a health food. This is not a healthier option. This is not something that we would consider on par with peanut butter. However, there are a lot of people that were misled by some advertising Nutella did several years ago, implying or misleading consumers into thinking it was healthy. And so they did have to change their advertising and they had to settle a class action lawsuit to the tune of $3 million, which may not be a lot for a large company like that, but they could not imply or suggest that their food was a healthy option to feed your children at breakfast. Number five, fast food salads. Now, there is a joke in my home No one goes to McDonald's to order a salad. But it is an option in many quick-serve restaurants or what most people call fast food places. However, you need to look at some of the details. The salad options can have more calories than the usual sandwich and fries from the same restaurant, depending on the order, of course. If you're ordering a triple cheeseburger with bacon, there is just no way anything can beat that when it comes to calories. Now, an example, I will give a couple here. For example, at Chick-fil-A, they have a Cobb salad. Salad sounds healthy. However, it's 850 calories. While the grilled chicken club sandwich, which does include bacon, is 520 calories. And you could add a small waffle fry to go with that for 320 calories. And the sandwich and the waffle fry still only adds up to 840 calories. So still less than the Cobb salad. Now, not everyone's going to order a Cobb salad. Let's take Wendy's for example. They have an apple pecan salad at 550 calories, where Dave's single with cheese, which is the single hamburger, is 590 calories. So not too much different, but there is uh, a healthier salad would definitely be a healthier option. It's just not much lower in calories. Now, the biggest thing with salads at fast food restaurant is most often the dressings. If you use that entire packet of dressing 
a lot of times that can be 200 calories or more. And that's where people miss where that can add up pretty quickly. And then added toppings, things like bacon and croutons and crunchy, crunchy chips and that sort of thing to add on top of the salad also adds up. So another thing too is when somebody adds chicken to their salad, choosing fried or crispy chicken is a huge difference compared to the grilled chicken option. Now, I do tell people, if you want to order a salad, order the salad. I do like that apple pecan salad at Wendy's. But I just want to point out, I don't want people to go in assuming that it's a lower calorie and always a healthier option. Choose wisely. And if you want a burger or a chicken sandwich, it's also an option. Just keep in mind, moderation. And those are my five foods that are not as healthy as people think they are. Let me know, what foods are you curious about and wondering if it is as healthy as you think? Let me know. And keep in mind, all of these things, if you want to choose them, that is fine. Just don't be misled. That's Real World Nutrition. Bye for now. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.